0: Good evening or good afternoon. Hello, hello and welcome to Everybody Hates English, Professor Moore's official unofficial composition podcast. I am, of course, Professor Moore and I am here to guide, teach, mould, chat silly things and hopefully give you some interesting and usable information. episode of everybody hates english is a special supplemental episode designed for both composition one and composition two students so as long as you're enrolled in one of my courses this episode is for you this is a supplemental lecture which means that it supports official information available to students on our course sites so everything i'm saying here you can find full breadth of information on canvas It's so important that students are not relying just on this podcast, but are also diving into the full information available to them. Remember, the good college try means utilizing all resources. Now, this episode is going to be on the different components of academic writing, AKA the different parts of an essay. So at this point, we know that there are multiple types of academic writing, but when it comes to essays, when it comes to a full report, there are some basic structures that are in place. Organization is one of the most crucial, important aspects of academic writing. No matter what you're saying or how well you think you're saying it, if your academic writing, your essay, your report, is not adequately and correctly organised. Your information is completely weakened and a lot of times you're not able to prove your point or provide the full context you need to. So organisation is one of the first things we focus on. Now at this point in your academic career, you've made it through high school, whether you just graduated or you've been out 20 years, regardless, those basic things you remember introduction, body, conclusion, they still exist. They still exist in that order. However, when it comes to academic riding, collegiate level riding, those pieces get a little bit more enhanced and again, they have a very set order. Now, once we've covered the different parts of academic riding, we'll really be focusing on communication skills that is the student learning in general education outcome that focuses on writing in a style that c- clearly communicates meaning builds credibility and inspires belief or action this outcome is also the root of all the others everything else you learn whether it's how to research and find outside information how to have a great counter argument how to analyze a piece of writing or a general aspect or topic, no matter what it is, all of those skills will come back to organization, will come back to the three basic components. No matter what you're doing, you have to be able to fulfill those functions within those roles. So without further ado, let's get started. As the saying goes, let's start at the beginning, a very fine place to start. Now, the introduction is traditionally the most difficult component for students. And that's for a couple of reasons. Number one being that nothing else has been written, right? At that point, you've done some outlining, you've done a good brainstorm, you have your sources and your research ready to go. But you haven't put it all together yet. You haven't seen how the pieces go together. So the first reason it's hard is just because we haven't done anything else. And the second reason is because it ends with what we call a purpose statement. I know you know or have heard of a thesis statement. That is a type of purpose statement. I'll explain in just a second. But because we feel so much pressure on what the introduction needs to do, it usually is a lot harder. Now, for that reason, I'm going to give you a little piece of advice. And that's to move the writing of the introduction, the outlining of the introduction to the end of your writing process. So to the end of the outlining, to the end of, of, you know, that, that kind of kit and caboodle. Now, the reason for that is that it will become wildly easier when you have everything else fleshed out and you know the pieces that you're using, you know, what doesn't work and what isn't needed. So that's why when it comes to the outlining, go ahead and move that to the end. But for now, since, you know, it's, it's our first kind of go-around of this. I do want to talk about it first. So an academic introduction, the easiest way to think about it is like a movie trailer. A good movie trailer tells the moviegoer what this movie is going to be about, entices the reader, gives them a basic kind of plot outline without giving away all the secrets, but you still know what you're going into an academic introduction operates exactly the same way. It presents your topic, and if you have an argument, it presents that as well to the reader. It previews your points and the, the journey you're going to take, and then it ends with what we call a purpose statement. So we're going to walk through the basic four steps Of an introduction. Another reminder right now that this is supplemental. This information is described in length and you have handouts on Canvas for this. So I'm just kind of backing that up. Okay, so don't worry if it doesn't all make sense here or if you're like, oh, I wish I could see this. Don't worry, this is supplemental. Okay, so let's start with the opening statement. The first thing in an introduction is an opening statement. This is not a quote. This is not a definition. This is not anything from an outside source. This should just be a simple, easy welcome to the show that I'm giving you type of statement, okay? Doesn't have to be over the top. It really should never be a since the beginning of time or over generations or since the foundation. You don't we're not doing some, you know, large historical context. Even if you are doing an history paper, you don't need a sentence like that, right? Get us where we're going. So that's your opening statement number the first. Number two is going to be introduce your topic and your argument introduce your topic and argument so what that means is we're going to just present what we're talking about right so if our opening statement told us we're we're rolling through music the introducing of the topic would say we're going to talk about boy bands and when you introduce your purpose or if you have an argument that's where you'll say maybe one direction or the greatest boy band right you'll give the kind of information the divisions of boy bands you'll give what kind of plateau, what platform we are starting from. Now, I know that you know this, and if you don't, here's a reminder or a, you know, first thought, first hearing, that not every single academic essay has the purpose to um, argue, right? 80% of them do, and as you move forward, Almost all of them will be trying to argue and prove a point. Sometimes it's just to inform. Sometimes it's to guide and provide, right? You'll know this information based off the assignment that you have right now. So I'm not, again, giving any kind of specifics. Go back to your instructions and look through them. If this is just your first introduction, then great. You don't even have instructions you need to go look at, right? Just know that kind of information is going to be there. So you should not ever begin a writing process until you absolutely know what the assignment calls for so if i'm arguing a point or if i'm just giving you a general overview or informing you so step one opening statement step two introduce topic and argument or introduce topic and purpose step three preview points So, just like a good movie trailer, an academic introduction gives a little preview of what we're talking about, gives us a plot outline of what's going to happen. It shouldn't give everything away. It's not a long list. It doesn't list every scene. It shouldn't ever give away surprises or twists if that's going to be a factor, right? But it is going to give us a preview of what's coming. So, Simple, easy, no more than a few sentences, depending on the length of an assignment, right? So if you're writing a 30-page paper, then it's probably more than a few sentences. But for what you'll be doing in your basic composition courses, that should do you one, two sentences, preview what we're going to talk about. So number one, opening statement. Number two, introduce topic and argument. Number three, preview points. And then number four, the part that everybody knows about, a purpose statement, okay? So a purpose statement is just as simple as it sounds. It is a statement of purpose, a declarative sentence that tells the reader exactly what's going to happen with this essay, with this writing, So the most common type of purpose statement is a thesis statement, right? That's if you have an argument for your assignment, you'll have a thesis statement, a statement that declaratively states what your argument is and how you're going to prove it. For an expository report or informational assignment or or type of writing, a purpose statement would just say what the information forthcoming is. So the... 96 Houston Rockets were whatever kind of team, right? It just gives us what kind of writing this is, what our general purpose is of this assignment. So always is a purpose statement. One type of purpose statement is a thesis statement. If you have an argument, you'll have a thesis statement. If you don't have an argument, you'll have just a regular purpose statement that gives your reader an outline, just a boom straight, this is what we're talking about. Now, where is the body? If you get that reference, I will give you all of the points. If you don't get that reference, you got a little history lesson for free in the middle of a composition podcast. What more could you ask for? Now, if that introduction didn't help you, welcome to the section on body sections. Ta-da, ta-da. Everybody knows body biggest section of any type of essay or academic writing. But there are a couple things about collegiate writing that need to be clear off the get-go when it comes to the body. Number the first, no more body paragraphs. That's not a thing that we do anymore. Instead, we call them body sections because a section is defined by a point rather than a length. So for every specific reason, argument or point that you have, In an academic piece of writing, you will have one body section. A body section is made up of five different components. Those components have various lengths and they have various purposes for being there. But the thing that we need to understand is those five are the basics. If you get into some more highfalutin writing and we start adding in things like um, analysis and we start adding in things like counter arguments those pieces go up but you'll never have less than the basic five and the other big thing is to remember not all parts are created equal some are more important some are where you need to put your focus and emphasis and others are there to create a frame okay so just think about that when it comes to a body section so no more body paragraphs you'll never really hear me Um, refer to them that way because that that's the wrong conjecture right a body section can be 15 pages if it's all connected to one specific point it's designed by points not by length not by paragraph okay so now let's walk through the different parts of a body section number one topic sentence now the topic sentence is always first a topic sentence is always declarative and a topic sentence always stands alone. So if a, th- a purpose statement is the most important sentence in an academic piece of writing, the next up is going to be the topic sentence. Topic sentences are so important and they need to be, boom, exactly what begins every body section. In fact, it kind of operates like the purpose statement of the body. So it is declarative and it states what we're talking about. Now, if a good thesis or purpose statement makes the reader ask why or how, a good topic sentence answers that question. It's your wrap, right? Your reason slash argument slash point. It's directly stemming from that purpose statement. And again, it's what is the whole point, what we're going to be talking about in that section. So the first things first is going to be the topic sentence. Number two is basic information. So directly after a topic sentence, you immediately provide full context, full information about your point. This is the bread and butter. It is the longest part of the body section it's also in context of the body section probably the most important part because even if you you have a a moment you don't have a topic sentence as long as you fully explain your point we can get somewhere right you need a topic sentence but you have to have basic info it is the longest part it is the content, right? That's where you're explaining everything. If you have just expository, informative type writing, that's where you're going to dig in deep and provide all the information about the reading or a practical or the biography that you're, you're providing. Whatever it is, that's where you're giving all that information. If you do have an argument, that's where you're proving it. That's where you're providing full context, court press, all the information that you need. That's the basic info, okay? best way to think about uh, basic info is like you're speaking to a little child. If you have a child in your life or you've ever watched a television show with a little child in it, there's always the moment where they ask a question or they, you say a statement, you know, let's go to bed or whatever, and their immediate response is, why? Basic info should operate the same way. Every time you write a sentence, ask yourself why, how, what does that mean? What is this proving? How does this support my purpose statement? How does this support my topic sentence? Ask yourself those questions after every single sentence and then answer it. Once you build that pattern up, once you do that, what you'll do and what you'll realize is that you're providing full, in-depth, in breath context for your essay, for your academic writing piece. It's so important that it's in there. So make sure basic info, just keep asking yourselves those questions until all that's left is that, you know, you turn around to the kid and say, Because I said so, in academic writing, when you get to that point, it's time to move on to the next part of the body section. But basic info, boy it should be the longest part, boy it should be four boy it should have all of the information you need and girls and non-binary and transgendered all of the things all of those qualifiers that's number two basic information Part three is going to be coupled up with part four. They go hand in hand. They could even be squished together and considered the same thing. And that's going to be example and explanation. Example, sometimes called evidence, same thing, totally fine, right? But the example and explanation, three, four, right together, is where you put concrete, real-world evidence to support your findings to support your statements to support your argument so the basic info is is you right you're driving that yes you might have outside information as needed and necessary but really you are the author of that's your baby that's your full section when it comes to three and four three is the example and four is the explanation when it gets to that point that's where you're bringing in outside info that's when you're bringing in resources as needed and necessary um, think about an example, part three, as a hype man, H-Y-P-E, think of Little John, right, where his entire job, he's made millions upon millions of dollars off of, you know, four words, right, three really, what, yeah, okay, okay, that was horrible, I fully recognize that that might be the worst Little John uh, you know, in, impersonation ever. Also, I recognise that I cannot say, lil lil. I say little. It's fine. You know who I'm talking about. It's it's fine, right? That is how uh, outside information or number three, those examples and evidence go. Right, just something to put an exclamation point on what you've already done, right? You've done all the hard work. You've spit the rhyme, as the kids say. You've put down the beat. Uh, And then here comes little John. Here comes the outside info, the concrete evidence. Just what? Yeah, the last one. We're not trying it. That's where that goes. Immediately, immediately, immediately afterwards, after every single time that you use an example, It is immediately followed by number four, which is explanation. If you have an example, explain why it's in there. Explain how it connects to the topic sentence. In fact, you can think of number four, the explanation, as simply answering the questions. Why is this here? And how does it prove my point? It answers those questions and it answers those questions immediately after the example is, is is presented, they go hand in hand, you'll never have an example without immediate explanation, they go right together, so three and four best buds, right, just think of them that way. So number one, topic sentence, number two, basic information, three and four, example and explanation, And then number five is going to be your purpose statement tie-in, your thesis statement tie-in. Once you've done everything and you've proven your point, once you've done everything and fully informed your reader and it's time to move on, move on. The tie-in sentence simply explains how your point directly ties into the purpose statement or thesis statement. So if you're just informing a reader... Your purpose statement tie-in says, hey, all of this info is helping you know more about this topic, right? It's helping you understand this purpose statement. If you have an argument, the thesis statement tie-in says, hey, this entire point that I just made, this argument supports my big picture argument. This little piece fits into the puzzle. The thesis tie-in only goes upwards meaning it only connects information that's previously occurred. It's not a puppy dog tale. It's not a transition. It doesn't connect to what's coming, right? You should be able to take that um, purpose statement, thesis statement tie-in and take out those topic sentences and then they stand all by themselves. They don't need any other information or context around them to, to make them work. So don't think of it like a transition into the next piece. Think of it like a concluding thought for that specific wrap, for that specific reason, argument or point. OK, so that's your body section, those five parts. Like I said, as you get further on into writing advanced composition skills and we start talking about things like counter arguments and we start talking about things like critical analysis, those pieces right, get added into those five. So you'll add the counter-argument in. You'll, You'll use the analysis as a part of the basic information, right? Those pieces shift, they get larger, but they never go down. You'll never have less than those five essential pieces. So if an introduction begins an essay and the body makes up the majority, That means the conclusion is how we end. So welcome to the component slash part slash mini episode, whatever I decide to do with this, on conclusions. So if an introduction operates like a movie trailer... A conclusion operates like an Oscar award movie um, reel. So the award reel reels that they show when the announcer gets up there and says, you know, and the nominations are. And then they show a quick little montage of the best bits of the show or the movie to really drive home to the audience. This is amazing. This deserves to be the winner an academic essay concludes in the same way. A conclusion gives the big highlights, re-emphasizes, reiterates the biggest components of an essay, while also providing a bigger purpose, giving a little bit more context and really driving home its point. So when it comes to outlining specifically, Concluding actually should come second, even though it usually is at the end. After you've built momentum and you've written that that body and you have that outline going, it's time to conclude those thoughts. It's time to make your points and drive them home before, you know, looping back around to that introduction. So when drafting, absolutely, conclusion goes at the end, but think about it when it comes to outlining, go ahead and put it in the middle. See how much easier it is for you to to make purpose and really drive home those good points, okay? Now there are four basic components of a conclusion, but it's important to realise that the different components might have multiple mini sections or have multiple sentences to them. Okay, so it's not just four sentences willy-nilly. Make sure that you're hitting all of the the big things, okay? So the first is what I like to call the signalling statement or signal the reader, right? Traditionally, you might think of this as the in-conclusion sentence, except collegiate writing, right? There's no transitions, there's no qualifying statements, so we don't say in-conclusion. The rest of the sentence, however, stays the same, It's a signal to the reader that this is not another topic sentence. We're not continuing to make our point, but rather we're coming in for a landing. We're about to make all of this come together and really drive our point and purpose home. So you start with a signaling statement, a signal to the reader. Number two is going to be reiterating the purpose statement and thesis statement tie-ins. Now, this section has multiple parts depending on how many body sections you have. If you have one body section, you have one reiteration. If you have 15 body sections, then you have 15 reiterations. They go hand in hand. This part, though, when you're reiterating the purpose statement or thesis statement tie-in, what you're really doing is reminding the reader, hey, I've done this. I fully informed you. Hey, I've done this. I fully argued and proven a point my bigger purpose and argument so you're not you're not you're not restating the thesis or purpose statement those components do not exist in the conclusion instead you reiterate the various tie-ins that you've had throughout your entire article and and, a piece of writing that you're doing so for every body section you have for every purpose or thesis statement tie-in you'll have a reiteration in the conclusion. So it's part two, but who knows how many different little pieces are needed in that. So number one, the signalling statement. Number two, reiterating the purpose and thesis statement tie-ins. And number three, the most important component of the conclusion. So what I like to call the so what statement. This is one of the most important sentences or statements in the entire essay or article of academic writing that you're doing. If the the purpose and thesis statement is number one, the topic sentences are number two, right under there snugly in third place, is going to be the so what statement. The so what statement is how we give a fuller purpose and bigger picture to the information that we've provided to our reader. So, if and you're just providing historical or factual information on a relevant topic, this is where you make it relevant. This is why you talked about this. So, what? Why does it matter? Why did I just give you this information? Hint the answer is never because I was assigned. It needs a little bit more than that. If you have an argument, the so what statement still operates exactly the same way. So, what? Why does your argument matter? Why is it important that you are correct? Why did you talk about this topic in general? And again, the answer is never because it was assigned. You want something with some depth. You want something with some gravitas. You want your reader to feel that you've said something and really made a purpose, really made it make sense that, okay, I've been with you for... Ten thousand words. I've been with you for a thousand words or five hundred words, but now I'm really understanding why we took this journey together. So that's going to be the so what statement, and then we end with just a concluding statement. I also like to call it the drop the mic. Right? It's your last section, number four. It's the last sentence in the entire piece of writing. Don't overthink it. It should never be a definition should never be a quote and it should never be a question in fact remember academic formal writing no questions anywhere ever the drop the mic or concluding sentence really just finishes your point stops you in style right gives your reader a lasting thought whether it be serious or funny or thought-provoking, but it really should end on a good note and make your reader know, boom, this is over, you're done, drop the mic, they don't need to keep going, you've finished, okay? So conclusions, think the Oscar movie reel where it's showing you the best highlights really shows you why this is the best movie ever, right? In your conclusion, show me the best bits, re-emphasize, reiterate the points that you made, Give me that web bam, thank you, ma'am, so what statement. Give me that purpose and then get the heck out of Dodge. Dun, to da dun And that's the end of our special supplemental lecture episode. Thank you guys so much for joining me. As I said at the beginning, this is supplemental and it's in support of information that's already available on Canvas. So make sure that you have gone to Canvas and that you've looked at the full unit, the full lecture for academic writing and the parts of the essay. As always, students who have content specific questions or needs for clarification should absolutely contact me. Send me an email, a message, whatever, what have you. Just know that I'm absolutely here for you and I definitely want you to succeed. And with that, it's time to go do something else, go do something good and don't get caught. Have a great day, humans. Bye-bye.